0: I would like to preface this episode by letting you all know that the recording situation was not exactly the same as a normal show of ours, so if there is a little different audio quality, I apologize. Uh, Hopefully you can still enjoy the show.
1: I'm getting a little low on fuel. What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel! Give me fuel, take a fly, me now, here are your
0: hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back. We are excited. We've got a bunch of news for you today. I am, as always... Your first host, John Eddie Jr., with, as always, the other host, Mr. Tom Tuttle. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Ready to talk some fantasy football once again. Excellent.
0: Before we get too fantasy immersed, <laughs> I need to cite an article about Mr. Brown's wide receiver, Antonio Callaway, who everybody <laughs> was super excited to <laughs> yep. be their sleeper pick after Corey Coleman was traded to the Bills. <laughs> Well, uh, don't get too excited,
1: because what happened to him, Tom? Well, yeah, he got uh, caught with some marijuana, Uh, so that's not good. (laughs) And
0: not only was he caught with some marijuana, uh, there's a video of the uh, stop by the police officer, and in it we hear that there was... Not only a small amount of marijuana under the driver's seat, but it has the back strap of a Glock and several rounds of ammo.
1: Yeah, that's a big cherry on the top of that one. That's 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 not good news for him. Really not good news for the Browns. I don't know what they're going to do as far as all this and what they're going to do with him. What are they going to do with him? How are they going to address the situation? We'll find out. Now, yeah, marijuana isn't illegal everywhere, but it's illegal where he was at, so that is a problem. Whether or not it should be illegal, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But, yeah, it's just not good news for him.
0: And according to Antonio Calloway, the car was shipped to him that very same day. So it was in (laughs) possession, or his friends were in possession of that car, so... I'm not sure how he's going to skate around this one, but uh, in the end, the officer uh, realized that he was a Browns player and Mm -hmm. admitted he felt bad for busting him since he wasn't drunk or high, and he was pretty polite, which is not usually how these videos end up.
1: Yeah, I I give him some credit. He was at least a stand-up person when it comes to that. And you know, there's most of these guys are they're just crazy. They're they're ridiculous. You know, they're drunk, they're high. They they don't know they don't know how to handle themselves in the situations. Obviously, he does, and I give him some uh, some credit for that.
0: Now, if he were high, it would have been much better had he been the one traded, and been traded to the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals, because the Arizona Cardinals now have a. Food challenge. (laughs) Yeah. This food challenge is insane. (laughs) They call it the Gridiron Burger Challenge, but it is short of just a burger. It is
1: not just a burger.
0: (laughs) The price just to start you off, the price for this challenge is $75. It is five one-third pound burger patties.
1: Five
0: Mm -hmm. all beef hot dogs. Five
1: worse.
0: 20 slices of cheese, 8 slices of bacon, 8 chicken tenders, 12 ounces of fries, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, and tanker sauce, a <laughs> 10-inch bun.
1: And what do you get if you win? Well, you'll
0: probably end up with a heart attack or high cholesterol, <laughs> no matter if you win or lose. But if you do finish this 7-pound burger in under an hour... You win a Cardinals jersey and get your picture on the video board.
1: Wow, you might as well just go out and buy yourself a Cardinals jersey. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to try the challenge and actually get some food out of the deal too. But you're gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna pass a challenge. You, you might as well just go get a Cardinals jersey if that's what you're doing <laughs> the challenge for. Yeah, I don't know how much it
0: costs to get your, your face on the video board, but I yeah. would definitely rather just go ahead and spend $75 on a knockoff Cardinal's jersey yeah. rather than put my body through that, because that, uh, the picture itself, and I might be able to uh, link a picture of it in our show notes, but the picture itself doesn't look that bad until you start reading yeah. how much is actually in there, and seven pounds of food, like I was telling oh, Tom really. before the show, sometimes... Kids are born, and they're not even seven pounds. <laughs> Think about that. That uh, is how much you're trying to shove into your face.
1: You're trying to shove a small baby in your face. Now, that doesn't sound right. Should no, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: anyway, on to more pressing news. Uh, we've talked before about the how the chargers are cursed, and while uh, this may not end up to be terrible, Uh, one of the biggest rising stars on the defensive side of the ball, Joey Bosa, suffered a foot injury. Uh, He did not return that day, but they say it's not anything to worry about. But, man, any time the word chargers and injury come up, I have to hold my breath and see who it is and how bad it is because it's (laughs) been bad this year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and if it was Bosa, that would not be good. And if he actually isn't going to be okay, that would not be good. That would be really bad, but I'd, I'd believe them. I think he's going to be fine. Again, a lot of these news information that comes out in preseason is always seems like it's overwhelmed or underwhelmed, one of the two. It's never the actual scenario that is happening, so I wouldn't worry too much about it until something, until we get more information. If if there is more information.
0: Yep, I'm I'm praying for the Chargers because my goodness, <laughs> I, I would not wish this many injuries. Even on the Dallas Cowboys, being an Eagles fan, I would not wish that many injuries to one (laughs) single team before we even start playing actual real football. (laughs) So we have an anniversary. Do you know what that anniversary is, Tom? Oh, please tell me what it is. It is a 10-year anniversary, 10 years ago yesterday. Okay. The greatest quarterback of all time, Brett Favre, was traded to your New York Jets. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was amazing at the time, but yeah, I mean, he still played good. He was just hurt the whole time. And that was the year that the I think that might be the last year that the Patriots didn't win the division because that was the Dolphins' year with Chad Pennington, and that made me even more upset that we don't, didn't have Chad and they and he won the division with with the with the Dolphins and, and yeah, that was just it's just, We were a good team. Everybody was a good team in that division, it seemed like, that year. But it didn't pan out.
0: No, it sure didn't. And uh, speaking of Packers quarterbacks and preseason, uh, I said in my last Fuel on the Fire episode, just as an example to not get your hopes up about preseason news, uh, the example I gave was, oh, all the Packers wide receivers, the young guys, the rookies are having a great camp. Well, don't worry about it. Well, Now we have Aaron Rodgers saying they had a terrible, terrible practice and they need to get their butts in gear. So apparently my example was not only wrong, it was way wrong. Right. Uh, It was, again, just an example. I I pulled it out of thin air, and then the very next day here I am hearing Aaron Rodgers saying they're doing terrible.
1: And I think the point is, again, that (laughs) <laughs> even, even tomorrow or the next day or even the next day, it could say, oh, yeah, they, they look fine. It was just a bad day of practice. You know, it, everything is overblown in preseason. See, so I have to be at least aware of that when it comes down to fantasy football. Don't just get a guy because, oh, my gosh, he looks great. I got to go get him. Yeah, don't, just, just wait. <laughs> Unless it's consistent praise every single day of preseason, then, okay, I understand that. But, yeah, at this point, I wouldn't worry too much about anything, even if Aaron Rodgers is ripping in to his young receivers, saying that they had a bad practice. I wouldn't worry yet.
0: No, I wouldn't worry. And if Aaron Rodgers is going to light a fire under you, that
1: is That's a good is thing. About
0: that? Yes, that's is. a very good thing. So if Aaron Rodgers can't get a fire lit under you, then you're probably not going to be on the team yeah. by the end of preseason. Yep, yeah, I agree with that. On to our meat and potatoes of our show today. We're going to give you – Fantasy Fuels combined running back rankings. Uh, I'll also tell you a little bit of where Tom and I differed, but yep. uh, for the most part, we are going to give you our average rankings between the two of us and where we agree and disagree. And for our topped off this show, we're going to give you our top three running back predictions. We're going to start with number 24 and our first eight are going to be the first segment, and after we get done with that, we'll give you a prediction about one of those guys in there. So Tom and I were pretty on board, uh, pretty darn close with uh, our first few picks here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We both have Rex Burkhead at 24, and I think that's probably mostly on the back of the Sony Michelle news and Mm -hmm. some of those wide receivers uh, getting cut and that kind of deal. Uh, Number 23, Uh, we've talked about him many, many times, Tariq Cohen. And, again, this is PPR, running back rankings, if I did not mention that before. Uh, That's why we both have Tariq Cohen uh, at number 23. And if Matt Nagy is true to his word (laughs) and wants to get Tariq Cohen involved in all different situations, I see no reason why he can't be a low-end rb Yeah,
1: don't get me started on him. I'll talk forever. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you have said
0: enough about Tariq Cohen, so we will move along. <laughs> uh, our number 22 running back is Lamar Miller. Uh, I think we both believe yeah. he has the tools. We'll probably depend on Deontay Foreman, whether he gets healthy at some point during this year, but I'm not very confident that Foreman is going to be able to beat him out.
1: Yeah, um, I I, I... I just I trust in Miller, and I, and I I'll tell you something that is isn't, isn't on this list. You might figure it out by just listening to the list. But a lot of the young rookies we left off of these lists. So we do have a couple, but it's just it's just really it's really hard for me personally. I don't know what your list look like. All I'm seeing is is our combined list together, but. I can't put the young rookies on there until I actually see them do something special. And if that happens in preseason and I see it, then I'll change my list. But for now, the reason I have Burkhead on there is because Michelle isn't going to be 100%. And I I like Cohen and I I like Miller too. So I'm just saying that these lists are subject to change. There's no doubt about it. But we didn't have a lot of the young rookie players on this list
0: note we've said in the past, and we'll keep saying uh, until we see him on the field, uh, rookie running backs can't be trusted unless they're uh, once-in-a-generation yeah. talent, you know, like Absolutely. Barkley possibly could be. Uh, obviously, he'll be on our list a little later. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Zeke and Kareem Hunt, those guys, once we figured out Kareem Hunt was going to be the starter, we figured he would probably be in for a, a right. good workload because of his situation. Yep. But if you were on another team, we probably wouldn't have been talking about him.
1: Yeah, and I think that uh, we can just move on with the next with the next thing, and then it would be Henry. I don't like Henry that much, but to not put him in that list, it, it would be almost <laughs> it'd be like a big slap in the face. <laughs> so yeah, I know you you said you don't like Henry. I don't
0: necessarily like Henry, but you got to admit he is going to be he's got the uh, opportunity, the guy who could get Absolutely. the workload there. Uh, Deion Lewis may or may not, you know, be healthy all year long. He's not really proven that he can stay on the field for an entire 16-game yeah. season. So if Henry can stay healthy, he should have at least the opportunity. Yeah,
1: I completely agree with you. And then uh, number 19, tied for 20-19, and 19 is Geis. There's our one rookie besides, I think, Barkley. Uh, we got Geis and we yep. got a Jai. They're kind of tied there. But I think that got uh, – did I say a tie or a jai? I don't know what I said. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I do I do think Geis, his opportunity there is going to be great. I don't know if the Redskins can pull it out and actually do what I expect from Geis this year, but I think he will be... A very serviceable back. I think he's going to get his fantasy points. And unless something changes, I have to put him in my top 20. Yeah, he's
0: been sneaking up the board yeah. for me. Uh, I know I've said in the past, Washington Redskins running backs just haven't yeah. done it for me. But Alex Smith is saying this guy has every facet of the game pass blocking, catching, running the ball. So, you know, if Chris Thompson isn't healthy right away, like he says he might not be ready until November. Uh, at least 100% ready. Right? He'll probably be on the field, but who, who knows what we'll get from him. Uh, maybe Geis gets more of an opportunity early to prove that he can be a three-down yeah. back, and man, he might shoot up the boards yeah, even more. and,
1: and if we're going to find out when in preseason, if Here's another guy that I wouldn't mind seeing in preseason, a guy that I'd like to see if he's got anything special. If, if if this is going to be the guy of the future for the running back for the Washington Redskins, I'd like to see what he can do on the field against some professionals. And if that does change, I'll move him up my board. I have no problem with that.
0: And just to touch on oh, yeah. the other guy we had tied there at 2019, J.J. Um, I actually just took him uh, in a draft, a slow draft I'm doing. That's the first share of JJI I have anywhere and I I'm, I'm feeling a little better about it. I obviously we yeah. both love Corey Clement, but man, if Ajayi stays healthy and the line stays healthy, I really see they could you know, this might eat into Carson Wentz's numbers and the receiver's numbers, but maybe they'll have a two-headed back, you know, like New Orleans did last year because Yeah, I think that they both I think good. that
1: possibility is is there and I I like a and it's really hard for me not to put him where I put him because he's got that big playability. He can he can burst one and just go whoop, wait down the field and make a touchdown or at least get close, and that's a lot of yards. I mean, you get get a point for every 10 yards or whatever your scoring system is. That's a lot, a lot of points, and I would 100% have him in my top 20 because he can get the yardage, and that's, that's just saying for standard league, and he can catch some balls too. He's not bad at that either. So, no, he's not. Yeah, I, I 100% would put him right there as well.
0: And the last two in our first section of eight are Alex
1: Collins yep.
0: and Joe Mixon. Yeah. We we have Mixon higher than Collins, and we have probably bashed Joe Mixon yep. enough that it seems weird that we have him higher than Alex Collins. But again, just like Geis, Joe Mixon will have the opportunity.
1: Yep. and and – it would be a slap in the face not to put him on this list. I I kept thinking, like, do I really need Mixon on this list? And I'm just like, I have to. He's got too much opportunity, too much potential. And if he can capitalize on that opportunity, there's no question he makes this list. So I had to do it. I don't like it, but I have to do it.
0: And just like any player, uh, if that player falls just far enough, I'm willing to take a shot with him. I just don't like drafting Mixon where he's being drafted yep. right now. Yep. So that does it for our first eight. So that means we're going to get to our topped off number three running back predictions. Topped off number three.
1: My first topped off number three, not my number one, my number three topped off for this section is Burkhead. And my prediction for him this year is that I. Th- I- it's really a prediction for the Patriots. I think that they will finally have a running back that you can count on every week. Yes. I said every week (laughs) Burkhead will have, and this is the prediction. This is not a a guarantee, but he will have over a hundred all purpose yards in every week this year. And I will give, it, it will give him consistent fantasy numbers throughout the entire season. So I do believe that Burkhead will be good. And I, I don't know what to expect of Michelle, whether or not he's coming back or whatever that's going what's, what's gonna to take for him to get back on the field and, and be successful. But I believe that Burkhead's there. I believe that the Patriots and Bill Belichick will actually do something with him and just let Michelle learn and sit. And not, you know, he's going to get in there once in a while probably. But I think that Burkhead will have a really good year. And my prediction is 100 all purpose yards this year for every single game. This year. That's
0: quite a prediction. Yeah. I would actually be very okay with that. I have Burkhead in a couple leagues where my offense may not be a hundred percent. These are deep sixteen team leagues, right, right, right. so nobody's got a great, great offense except for maybe you. But
1: <laughs> I do have a good offense. <laughs>
0: yes. So that would be a welcome prediction to come true for me. My topped off number three is for Lamar Miller. Now, yeah. this isn't uh, an insane prediction. I'm not going to tell you that he is going to be a top 10 running back. He is going to be a solid RB2. And I think because Deontay Foreman is not going to chase him out of that starting role, Lamar Miller will still end up with somewhere in the neighborhood of 13, all, 1,300 all-purpose yards and eight touchdowns, along with about 40 catches. Yeah. That is plenty yeah. for an RB2. Oh, yeah. So if you go uh, some zero RB strategy or at least don't take one in the first two or three rounds, I think that's a guy you can at least count on to give you some decent, steady production for most of the year.
1: Yeah, and like we said, I think Miller's going to be really good this year. Um, he's going late, and it's really worth it. It's worth taking a shot on somebody like this, and it's worth taking a shot on Burkhead because he's going late too. Now, he is climbing up the draft boards a bit because of all the Sony Michelle news. But yeah, these guys, these are the guys, if you don't have something you like at running back or if you're not too confident, these are the guys that will help you be more confident because you have more depth at that position.
0: So now the middle eight yep. of our top 24 running backs, there is all sorts of question marks yeah. in this eight, except for maybe the top two or three, one that I could have seen him fall to... Uh, 17 through 24, is LaShawn McCoy.
1: Yeah, and I think the reason that I put him up higher is because he's still got it all. He can still really do it. And The problem is is the whole news about him and the whole beating of the girlfriend and all that stuff, it's just you don't know what's going to happen with that. So it really scares a lot of people, but the talent is there. And if if he plays the whole season, he has to be. He has to be in the top 16, 15, somewhere around there because he's got too much talent and too much PPR talent to not put him in that spot.
0: It's been a while since he wasn't at least a fringe RB1 of some kind, especially in PPR. So we'll see. Uh, I have a couple of shares in McCoy because uh, one of them was a salary cap contract Mm -hmm. league, so I still had him from last year. And I did just take him in a draft. It was a decent enough later pick that I was okay with taking the chance on him. So and I would say that if we'll see
1: if you <laughs> if you don't have a choice, you can go with it. But if you have some other choice that you can legitimately say, okay, this guy does me just as good as McCoy, go with the other guy because it's too much of a risk to go with McCoy at this point.
0: Well, here's a question for you before we get into the next punch. Okay. I'm seeing our 16 and 17 are McCoy and Mixon. If it came down to you Uh, and you had to choose between McCoy and Mixon, what would you
1: do? uh, Man, I don't know. (laughs) I hope that doesn't happen because I would rather have McCoy as far as running back, but man, I might, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I would have to think about that a little bit more. That's a hard one.
0: Maybe I'll post that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, as a poll for our yeah. Twitter and Facebook users. So, uh, on to the rest of our list. Number 15, Mark Ingram, who would probably be a lot higher if it weren't for, obviously, the four game suspension. Yeah.
1: No, no doubt about that.
0: Uh, and then Jared yep. McKinnon, who we all know you're not terribly fond of, but we actually put him at the same exact spot in our (laughs) rankings. Well, he's
1: been moving up my my list a little bit because I'm looking at other guys. I'm I'm seeing Henry and Mixon. I don't like them guys. And I really do think McKinnon's got a really good shot this year to do something special. I just don't think it will happen. I think he's got a shot. I just don't think it will happen.
0: And we have another tie for 13th and 12th. Uh, one guy from Atlanta, one guy from Chicago, Devonte Freeman and Jordan Howard. Now they're man, they are so close anymore. Uh, Freeman, I think, has been sliding back yep. just a little bit, and Howard's been sliding up just a little bit.
1: Yeah, in our and it's crazy to think about Freeman. From, I mean, years past, I mean, he was going ridiculously high. He's falling down where he's at right now. Is it, for me, he's he's thirteenth and twelfth, and you know that's just that's just. It's crazy to think that he was so high. He was going crazy high because he was putting up an enormous amount of fantasy points. But, yeah, it's a value pick at this point if he's going to go any lower than 12 or 13. But it's just it's a little, it's a little worrisome. Like you just don't really know what you're going to expect out of him right now. And if I really had to choose, man, I think I'd probably go Howard over Freeman.
0: I think Howard may be... A safer play. I think Freeman has a higher ceiling because of, you know, if he's on a roll, they're going to keep him on the field. Uh, But if Tevin Coleman eats into that workload or Freeman gets any kind of an injury, they don't have to have him on the field in order to win that game. They do have a competent running back to back him up. So here's our front loaded part of our middle eight, 11, 10, and nine. I kind of have them all in same yeah. tier, yeah. at least for me. And there's question marks with all three of them. Hunt yeah. at eleven, Fournette at ten, and we have Barkley yeah. at. What did
1: you have Barkley ranked on your list?
0: um I actually had Barkley yeah. at six, and you had him at <laughs> ten. So he kind of averaged out to a nine with all the rest yeah, of I'm our guys. Barkley,
1: because I still have to see it. I have to see it, and I've said it so many times. I'm getting sick of saying it, but. I have to see it. And with Fournette, it's a – man, I really do like Fournette. It's just there's still some question marks there. Last year was a little weird in scenarios. And Hunt I'll talk about a little bit more in my Topped Off coming up real soon. But these guys are like a tier for me just below the top tier. And I, a lot of people are taking Barkley super high, and you got him at six. So I, I I understand it. I just – I have to see it first.
0: Yeah, uh, once we get through uh... – all of the list i'll kind of break down where i had some tiers of running backs myself uh, and that's kind of what barkley would be in is a certain tier for me yeah like you said uh, fournette that situation like if if it wasn't a (laughs) weird situation how they approached his injury last year where, okay, he's going to be back, and then 10 minutes before the game started, oh, no, he's not starting anymore. He's not even going to yep. play. You're like, he, looked, he looked amazing when he was on the
1: field, and he was 100%. And he was lights out. I mean, there's no question he could be ridiculous. He could be top-five caliber type of running back this year, but we just – there's question marks and that makes it scary for a lot of people Yep,
0: and i think the question marks for barkley are more his offensive line which i think they improved but i don't know how much and there are a lot of good (laughs) defensive line players nfc east that barkley's gonna have to face i mean the eagles obviously have a great defensive line the cowboys have you know demarcus lawrence and guys like that and the redskins you know ryan kerrigan and those guys They've got good defenses that he's going to have to play against with a mediocre offensive line. That again, I had him a little higher, but I could see him not cracking uh, RB one territory as well.
1: And I think that's the kind of the point. If you can see it happening with somebody you haven't seen, then maybe you you just kind of just wait on it. And and that's the problem is is I'm not saying he can't go in the top tier, but I won't do it. Somebody's going to do it. There's no question about it. Somebody's going to do it. I just rather have somebody else in the top in the top tier.
0: The draft that I've been referencing that is uh, ongoing right now. I had the seventh pick. Uh, I didn't even have the choice of Barkley by the time exactly. I got to me. I think he went fifth overall. Yep. Uh, but I had to settle for Antonio Brown <laughs> at seventh overall a in the PPR draft. So I, like that. I guess. Yeah. And then I had to settle for Keenan Allen in the second round. (laughs) I wanted to take a running back, but here they are in a PPR format, full PPR, not half, full PPR. I'm settling for Antonio Brown and Keenan (laughs) Allen. So it's going to be an interesting draft. That's not normally how they've been going for me. So uh, I'll share how that one uh, ends up when it gets finished. (laughs) So here we are, uh, topped off, number
1: two, running back predictions.
0: Topped off. Number two.
1: Well, my number two topped off running back prediction is Hunt, and I just—he's falling down my 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 predict or my predictions my my board just a little bit. I just I don't believe he will break a thousand yards rushing this year. And last year he did, and he looked great for a long time. But I, I I I do expect his receptions to stay about the same, or maybe a little bit more than last year. I'll give him about 50 to 60 receptions and about 500 yards, which is around what he did last year. but he'll be fine, but I think we should temper expectations just a little bit as far as his rushing. remember last year, he was amazing, and then he fell off on the map, like he was just for it was horrible for a few weeks. So he'll be good, just not crazy good like he was at times last year
0: funny note about Kareem Hunt we have a friend that we work with Kyle <laughs> yeah. who was just going nuts about <laughs> Kareem Hunt when he was on his slide he was like what do i do what do i do what do i do it, it, was yeah, it was kind of funny to watch the Kareem Hunt owners go but but this isn't what he yeah. was supposed to do all year long and then some of them probably benched him when the fantasy playoffs came around, and guess what? That's when he picked up the face yeah, again. So and sometimes, yeah, and
1: this one's a little bit different because he picked it up a little bit for, uh, later on in the season. But sometimes you, that's what we were talking about a few episodes ago. When you got a guy that's going off, sometimes you got to consider, all right, can't, what can I get out of this guy if I trade him? So something you, you got to think about stuff like that too,
0: especially in just a redraft. Oh, league. absolutely, so yeah. If it's a dynasty, you don't want to just give up of on a guy right. like Kareem Hunt. Right. But on a redraft, yeah, that's that's that time where you're like, man, can I get another starting running back and a stud wide receiver of some mm-hmm. kind for this guy who's just gone off for six weeks in a row? Because when we get to that season, uh, I'll be breaking out one of my thoughts uh, on fantasy football called the Law of Averages. <laughs> And Kareem Hunt is one of those guys last year that the law of averages could not keep supporting all year long. But we'll get into more of that (laughs) later. Okay. My topped-off number two running back prediction is Mark Ingram. This is a two-parter because I think he'll be all right Mm -hmm. overall. Uh, I've got him at about 800 rushing yards and eight total touchdowns and about 25 catches, seeing how he's going to miss the first four games. I don't see him breaking 1,000 all-purpose yards. Okay. But here's the second part of this. I think when the fantasy playoffs come around, those three games, he's going to bust out. I think in those three games, he'll have about 350 yards and four touchdowns.
1: That would be amazing. Yeah, if you've got him at that point. If you've
0: got Mark Ingram stashed away, I think you'll be okay with him once the fantasy playoffs
1: come around. I actually – think he might be a little better than the credit you're giving him. I think he might actually do a little more later on or earlier in the season. Obviously, the first four weeks, he's not going to do anything. But, yeah, we'll see. It's still a question mark, but it's a question mark worth taking.
0: Yes, definitely. I I like where he's going in drafts, and especially if you've already got a couple of starting running backs, I think he is a great person to take a chance on and have stashed in case you need uh, another running back or – Possibly a flex mm-hmm. play. Alright, here we are. Numbers 8 through 1. This is definitely <laughs> a little different than uh, most people have their yeah. running backs ranked. <laughs> but this is more of how we feel they should end up towards the end of the year. Yep. We're starting off with another tie. Uh, eight and seven, we both feel Melvin Gordon and Christian McCaffrey, yep. again, PPR, yep. this is why we have Christian McCaffrey as high yes, as we, we do. do. So Melvin Gordon and Christian McCaffrey, and we believe we'll probably end up with about the same types of numbers. And what can I say? Melvin Gordon, he's the running back in Los Angeles.
1: Right. And Christian
0: McCaffrey is going to probably get at least a hundred yeah. targets. So. I,
1: I I absolutely love uh, McCaffrey, and I'm I'm leaning towards loving Gordon too. I, I every he's moving up my list even like I have him over people that some <laughs> some people would be like you're crazy, but I like I like both of them, and having them uh, tie for seventh is not problem in my book
0: all right and just above those uh you actually had him higher (laughs) than i did which is surprising um i had this person at eight and you had him at six and law of averages here he got put at six and that is Dalvin cook
1: i do like cook i just every time i look at it i'm looking at them four weeks and i'm just thinking holy cow if he does this, oh, man, watch out. And the way that he's looked so far, it's just really hard to stay away. It's really hard to justify taking him later. You can still – This is. I want to be clear. This is not where you can get him in drafts. This is where I think he's going to end up because a lot of people would say, you're crazy for taking him that high. Well, I can get him later. I don't have to worry about it. Like, I, There's other guys that are going to go before him. And like Barkley, we had Barkley behind him. That's obviously Barkley's going to be going before him, even though Barkley hasn't had any experience in the pros. And we have seen that Cook can. The, I think a lot of people are scared of that the knee injury though, and and rightly so. <laughs> a lot of times that can be scary, and you don't know what to expect out of him. But I I think he's going to be he could be better than last year. So I every single time I just keep thinking I got to put him up a little higher. <laughs> I don't know why I just do. That's
0: who I was hoping was going to fall to me when I had to settle oh, for yeah. Keenan Allen. Uh, all the running backs <laughs> were gone by the time it yeah. came to me. So I I had to take another uh, amazing oh, yeah. PPR yeah. monster like Keenan Allen. That's who I was hoping he went like a pick or two before me. So I was a little disappointed there. But again, he's he's a yes. second-round running back because of his injury history, because he has a small sample size. We just think that he is going to be – one of the top backs come yeah, the end of a fantasy season.
1: At this point. And
0: perhaps a little bit of a surprise, perhaps not. We've, we've <laughs> talked about this person possibly being a bust, but again, there is no way we can say that he's no. going to be a bust because he is going to get yep. all the work in Dallas, and that is Ezekiel Elliott. I
1: don't want you to reveal where I put Zeke on my list. People will hate me. I just, I just, I honestly believe that other guys. I'm not going to mention where I had them because I will get backlash and it will be bad. But I just think the other guys will be better. I'm not saying Zeke's not going to be great. He's still going to get, he's still going to get his, uh, his touches, his carries. He's going to get all sorts of stuff. I just don't know where it's going to be this year. Like, it, how is he going to be the only guy on that offense and still be amazing? Like, that's where I struggle with it, and I. Listen, I have no problem putting him on my lineup. If I got him, which I do at this point on the team that I have that is really good on offense, the defense is a little suspect. i got to work on that. But I do have him, and I, I don't have any problems with it. I'd mind trading him if I if I got the right offer. But I, I, I don't know. I just don't. I'm not as high as a lot of people are. A lot of people are taking him at number one. I can't do that ever. I just could not do that this year. If he proves me wrong this year, I will 100% have him in the top two, top three next year. I just need to see it this year because they don't have anything else in Dallas.
0: Yeah, that's basically what it boils down to. We know he's in line yeah. to get in between three and 400 yep. touches of some kind, so he's got all the chances in the world. Uh, side note, Dak Prescott, uh, who doesn't have any true number one wide receiver options or a true tight end so far uh he was actually being taught in the film room by watching video of Carson Wentz
1: <laughs> that's good I mean because
0: <laughs> I thought that was great and Dak has not had a great offseason again it's just preseason <laughs> yeah. so whatever take it at what but that's Partially factoring into why we don't have Zeke right along those other guys. And in front of Zeke, where most people do not have this person, at number four, uh, we both had him at number four, Alvin Kamara. And we've talked about him in the past. You've gushed over him in the past. We know what he's capable of. And in the first four weeks, if we don't see somebody else like Terrence West or Shane <laughs> Vereen or Jonathan Williams do anything, he's going to yes, get a will. lot of looks. Yeah,
1: we'll see later on in the season what happens with him. And, uh, wow, I can't think of it. Ingram. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But I got a little something to say because he will be my topped-off uh, number one person that I'm going to talk about, so we'll get to that in a minute. All right. And then we basically –
0: Averaging out, we have a three-way tie for number one, and this should not be too much of a surprise. Uh, My first Fuel on the Fire episode talked about who should you take (laughs) number one, and here it is. Who cares? They're all three, and I looped in Zeke with that in my Fuel on the Fire episode.
1: A lot of people do it, so.
0: Who cares? They're all basically the same. Now, we, Tom and I, flipped ours. We had them inverted of each other, but it was probably just a, well, I like this guy better.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's just you busy. had, yeah,
0: it's obviously Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, and David Johnson.
1: Yeah.
0: And you had Le'Veon Bell at number one. We both had Gurley at number two, and I had David Johnson at number one. So okay. you it's state your case. Yeah, state your case why you have Bell number one.
1: I just, because... I know that the whole contract and all that situation. I just I think it's not going to affect him. I think he's going to play hard. He's still going to play the way he is, and if he does that, I think he's going to be the best back. But I, there's no there's no way for me to predict that. Like it could be Gurley, it could be David Johnson, it could be Zeke. If I'm wrong about him, it could be a lot of other guys. But I just think it's more safe to go with Le'Veon, even with the contact con. Tracked situation.
0: And the only reason I have David Johnson at number one is because he was fantasy's number one back before he had the wrist injury. Yes. And I yep. think he can do what he says he wants to do get a thousand rushing and a thousand receiving. I think he's capable of that. So I don't know how I could take anybody else if I actually truly believe he can get 2,000 all purpose yards. Yeah.
1: That's insane. I think. It's crazy the amount of people online and on forums and stuff and, and drafts mock drafts and whatnot that are low on him. <laughs> I'm just like it was just a wrist. Let's let's be real for a second. It was a wrist and it's it's not going to affect how he runs. It's not going to affect how he he knows how to be a professional football player unless he re-injures that wrist, which is probably not going to happen. I don't have a problem at all saying that you can take him number one because that very well could happen.
0: And the guy in between, Todd Gurley, we all saw what he did last yeah, year. And he's safe. The too. only the only problem with that is nobody usually repeats as yeah, the number one exactly. overall running back yeah. two years in a row. That's that law of averages, and it'll come up more and more often as we actually get into real football action.
1: Uh, I got a law of averages that I will never forget from you, and I don't know if you want to do that in a different episode or not, but I loved it. Uh,
0: go ahead and tell them what it is.
1: <sighs> a few years ago, uh, Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger had six touchdowns in a game, and then he did it again in the next week. And I was like, I got to get this guy. He was sitting there on the waiver wire. I'm going to do it. He's got to – he might not get six, but he's got to, you know, at least get two or three, and it's worth it. And you were like, ah, law of averages, he's not going to get anything. And lo and behold, the next week, he got zero. If I'm remembering, he did really, really bad. And you said, law of averages. And I was like, ah, hock, that's cocky-pock or cocky-cock or whatever. Pocky-cock. cock Whatever you're poppy-cock. It doesn't matter. I said that's that's hogwash. That's not going to happen. Oh, I think he did end up
0: with one, but it was like late in the fourth ah, quarter. You were looking at me you like, know what? were they play? They were
1: they were playing the Jets that week. Yes, they were. Yeah, he did get one. It was really late, and I remember that now specifically because you said that he did get one, and it was <laughs> gosh, the the matchup was superb, and that was another it reason was. I was doing it because the Jets defense was horrible. They they're. They were, they were horrible that year. Then It was just – I just – I couldn't believe. That's when I started believing big time in the law of averages. Yep, yeah,
0: it didn't matter to me the, that could not be sustained, even against a terrible pass defense, yeah. which the Jets were at the time. It's like, no, there's just no way. You can't get three weeks in a row for something like that. I mean, we talked about yep. uh, Deshaun Watson in person Wentz, their touchdown percentages – last year they're obviously not going to be able to sustain that rate but they're still going to be good quarterbacks that being said they're going to have a bad game once in a while and sometimes it comes against a bad team yeah so here we are
1: topped off number one running back prediction
0: topped off number one
1: well my topped off number one running back prediction is alvin kamara and i did you know i had a lot of good things to say about him in other episodes, but I, I fully expect that the first four games will be amazing. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict the first four weeks because who knows what happens when Ingram comes back. I think he'll have at least 20 to 30 touches per game within the first four weeks, and he'll get a touchdown in every single one of them games. That's basically my prediction. I don't know what kind of touches he'll get. If they're if he's getting pass catches, it's gonna be a lot of points. But at that point, after the first four weeks, if he's doing really, really good and he's doing what I'm predicting, time to trade him. Time to at least explore the option because I think Ingram's gonna come in. He's gonna take a decent amount of the workload from him. And I don't don't believe anything anybody's saying about the first four weeks, Kamara won't get as many to protect. They're going to give it to other guys. That's not going to happen. I don't believe that will happen. Maybe you wait the first four weeks, or maybe you don't have to wait the first four Maybe you wait two weeks, and you see that he's going off, and you're like, all right, maybe I should now look to see if I can trade him or something like that, because you could get quite a bit out of somebody like that, and then he might he might fall because when Ingram comes back.
0: I can't argue with you too much for what you're saying. Uh, the only thing is... If he comes out game busters the first four weeks and he's putting up numbers similar to what he did last year, nobody's going to want to trade him. I mean, that might be the smart thing to do if you can bolster your team, but how hard would it be to give up a guy who's averaging six yards a carry and six catches a game?
1: I, I agree with that, and it would be difficult. But you at least have to explore the option. Somebody might just go Crazy and give you everything you ever wanted for this guy. And if you, you know, you, you don't have to just trade him either. You can trade other pieces on your team to get something ridiculous in return because if he's going off like that, you can. I would say, like I said, two weeks. I would give it two weeks because if you do the four weeks, people are going to start getting scared. Well, well, Ingram might come back and might take some of that. I don't know. Maybe it's not worth it. But if you do it in the middle of that, They'll probably go all over it. So I'm just saying you don't have to trade him. You can keep him. He's still going to be fine. But at least explore that option. Yep,
0: definitely don't close the door on any kind of trade offers that you might get. It's always worth a listen. My topped off number one running back prediction (laughs) is my boy Dalvin Cook. Uh Uh-oh. Now, I've said this in the past, but now I'm going to put some actual numbers on it. Here we go. I think he's going to at least lead the NFC in rushing. Okay. I've got him down for 1,440 rushing yards, oh, Okay. 10 rushing touchdowns, 40 catches for another 330 yards, and another four touchdowns. <laughs> wow! If that isn't the number one running back by the end of the year, somebody else had an amazing season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't have him number one on your list. What's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not that crazy <laughs> yet. Uh, these are just predictions, but they're they're good. And, and it, if if you're right, he's going to be a monster, and he'll be he'll be considered next year in the number one, two, three, or four or five position as well, depending on how everybody else does. But yeah, I I agree with you. I it very well could happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. But I like it.
0: I personally would love to see the chaos that ensues next year if we have a situation even more crazy than the top four this year.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: if if we have Delvin Cook and Alvin Kamara and uh, Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette, what if all those guys go off like Zeke and Bell and Gurley, and then you throw in, you know, a hurt running back like David Johnson. What if there's like seven running backs next year that all could have cases made for them who you could take number one? If I didn't get the seventh pick, I would be mad. I was like, just give me pick seven. I'm good. I'll take whoever's left. And then you're, oh, I'll have to settle at number nine for OBJ or DeAndre Hopkins or Antonio Brown. Oh, man. So that's going to do it. That was our top 24 running backs. Our rankings. Those are our RB ones and RB twos for the year. If you have any qualms with our list, or if you have a prediction that you'd like to tell us, or if you'd like to tell me I'm full of poppycock talking about Dalvin Cook, please let us know. You can do that uh, at Fantasy Fuel on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash/FantasyFuel, or our message group uh, discussion group uh, on facebook fantasy football through fantasy fuel email at fantasy at gmail.com and of course last but not least our phone number please talk to us you can scream at us it's okay i'll still put you out here it, it makes for you know some good dramatization purpose and something of that nature i'm not sure if i'm saying it right that's okay, but again, that number, 608-492-3443, running backs, good or bad, do you like our list, do you hate it, let us know, and remember, stay fueled up
1: this fantasy season.